With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? I want to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's one of the easiest ways to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting Anchor on Anchor, you can distribute distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. So everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download Anchor, the app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. And you know, I'm a veteran, so let's hear some more military cadences. What's up, family? Here we are again, back with me, giving you my personal diary of life. (sighs) This week is like going by slow, and I'm not here for that at all. Um, Yeah. Let me see. I haven't even... I have a lot of story time, but I haven't even seen what's going on in this kooky crazy world that we have um so attorney ben crump he handled the brianna taylor case he is suing florida governor ron DeSantis for rejecting the ap african-american studies course that course has a lot of mixed reviews due to the fact that um they were trying to push queer theory within the course and they didn't have anything about men in the history. And so even in the black community, a lot of people weren't feeling it. So although there's outrage, I will tell you as a black person that our community, and I'm not going to speak for everyone, but our community isn't um, big on the theories that they are trying to push. And, you know, like he said, um, it's indoctrination he felt and politicized. We'll see where the trial and everything go. But, or if there's even a court case, who cares? Who knows? 
So, Pope Francis calls for a decriminalization of homosexuality worldwide, declaring such laws are unjust. He said it is a sin, but it should not be a law. I mean, imagine if every sin was a law, we'd all be in trouble. Um, especially don't covet thy neighbor. Let's see. The Virginia teacher who was shot by her the six-year-old student texted a loved one before she was wounded, saying the boy was armed and that school officials were failing to act. Yeah, um, I saw an account where some of the kids had said, you know, um, that they saw the boy with the gun, but nobody did anything. So I am definitely sure that there will be some kind of um, something to come of this because... That's just, it's just kind of wild. Um, let's see what else we got here. Woman's vehicle was dragged, dragged eight miles by a semi-trailer following a crash. Wow. So this one was a sad story. Randy Gonzalez, the father of a popular TikTok duo, Inky Boys, has died following his battle with colon cancer. And he was only 35 years old. Um, a lot of people don't know who they were, but they were just this cute little duo. But what's more alarming is he was only 35 and he died from colon cancer. So guys, please uh, get checked. You know, it is so important. I know the age used to be 40 or 45 but I know women it's 45 for us for men I think it's 40 but as you can see like it is still very much a thing so two police officers in upstate New York allegedly stole six thousand dollars during a search of a parolee's house and they were caught on camera saying they can share the money let's see if they got audio to this So the audio is not that great, but yeah, they were in there taking them some money and and passing it around, which they they got caught. Just imagine how much um, people actually do that more. So a 36-year-old Florida woman used a romance scam to defraud a Holocaust survivor of his $2.8 million life savings. Wow. The sharks is out, man. I'm assuming she put it on him. And he was like, I mean, it's never right to get scammed, but I'm sure he had a good time. I'm, I'm assuming. It's kind of like that Anna Nicole Smith thing. Minus the fact that guy's a Holocaust survivor, but this guy had to know that this girl, like when people, and when it's such 
when that's that big of an age gap, man, you kind of got to know you might be getting scammed. Like, I'm going to say you have a 98% chance that you're getting scammed. Just, just FYI to all my elderly listeners that may think that they got some hot young lover. Actually, there's this guy. So I watched Love After Lockup. There's this little old dude on there with this um, toupee. I can't think of his name, but that man... He was recycling them young girls like crazy. He was like, he wanted them to do a little something strange. And once they got done what they was doing, he moved on to the next one. So he was cheating. The old dude was cheating. I was like, okay, old guy. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it right. Do it like him. Don't get scammed. Be the scammer. And no, I'm not condoning scamming anybody. But if you know some young dude or woman is going to scam you out of your 401k you better get her first um the superintendent did get kicked out after that six-year-old shot that teacher so they are making some changes there um santos is mccarthy said he will stand by him but if the ethics people find he lied or committed any crime, they will boot him. So that's interesting. That's that George Santos, that dude's list of lies are longer than, they get longer by the day. Um, let's see. I'm thinking I want to go ahead and hop into story time because I kind of got a lot and I don't want to stretch this out too much. And I'm dehydrated. If you can't tell, sometimes I get on here, my voice is just so cracky. So let's just start story time. Women cannot have a child unless the man agrees to it. Wait, what? Wait, 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 whatever part of the government since they want to be involved so much mm -hmm. and has to get them that man to say hey i believe this is my biological child they can do the test or whatever he signs off if he doesn't sign off she can't have the child oh that, that stops all of that how you take her decision out of that though well how you Why? take his decision out of that the logic the logic um <laughs> the logic. I, I, I'm going to put no comment on that because it's just a commitment. My brain is too tired. I really want to adhere, listen to, pay attention, digest, and receive this word. In this season, you need to thank God you were single. And let me tell you why I was thanking God I was single. God told me that we date and marry at the level of our self-esteem. So, if you are in a low place, if you are, if you broke, if you depressed, if you oppressed, if you have suicidal thoughts, if you sick, whatever it is, you will date and marry somebody who's on that same level. Not necessarily mean they're dealing with the same thing, but they're on that level. They can tolerate that. They understand that, right? Because you date and marry at the level of your self-esteem. But when you get delivered from that, when you're no longer depressed, when you're no longer broke, when you're no longer sick, when you're no longer suicidal and you grow in God, sometimes that person still stays here. That's why um, the Bible said what God has put together, let no man come between. I know y'all don't want to hear this, but it's biblical and it's true. God did not put every marriage together. There are some of y'all who are married, are married to somebody God never intended for you to even meet. Mm -hmm. 
Let me say it again for people in the back, the middle, and the front. Some of y'all are married to people God never even intended for you to know their name, more or less take on their last name or give them your last name. Let that marinate in your spirit. So what happens is you are with somebody who could fix your now. That's why you asked them to marry you. That's why you accept the proposal and you said yes to the man. They can fit your now, but they can't fit your tomorrow. See, God is a visionary. And a visionary gives you stuff that's not happening today. What's going to happen at a later date? Because if you give somebody a vision, my vision is that in five years, I'm going to be this. My vision is that by next year, I'm going to have this. That means you don't currently possess it. It's not in your possession right now. You can't see it because that's not vision. Vision is what you cannot see. Let's take the scripture. For faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen. God is a visionary. So God will download into your spirit a vision. A vision for an appointed time at a later date. And so what happens is we as people, we get mad at like celebrities or people when they become wealthy or whatever. And we be like, how he break up with her? And she was there when he was eating oodles and noodles. Why she leave him as soon as she become this? Why, 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 why? But what you don't understand is they fit that level for where they were, but they cannot fit for where they're going. And the reason why singles, we got to be thankful that we're single in this season is because there were men and women that we wanted to attach to. There were men and women that we wanted to say yes to. There were men and women that we wanted to marry that God said they fit your now because you want to low place but they can't fit where you're going in the kingdom see they fit on the outskirts they fit when you were just a peasant with them but they can't fit esther when you about to be queen they can't fit king xerxes i think that's how you say his name they can't fit you she can't be queen esther because she a vasty come on somebody she can't be queen esther because she a hoe and she don't want to be delivered. So if you put her in the casket, she ain't going to do nothing but sleep with the baker, the security guard, the cleaner, the pool boy. Come on, somebody. My sis gave y'all a good word. That was one of them amen or ouch things because, like, ouch if my bear is sucked right now. But I absolutely get what she has is saying because I have absolutely married somebody that I was not supposed to marry. And... I hate when people do be like, well, God, God did not tell you to do that. He didn't. People put every mistake they make on God. And it's literally, that's why he gives us freedom of choice. So amen or ouch on that. But that was a good word for y'all singles out there. If you marry a woman, you are setting yourself up to be destroyed, especially if you are a productive man. There is no way you go down and get a marriage certificate with all of the information out here about marriage. Factors. There's no Factors. way you should be getting married nowadays. That's an old concept, man. What you do, if you find some girl that you just got to claim with your cake ass... You go and you get a contract with the heifer where you are protecting yourself. Because if you don't protect yourself and you... Now, the Bible says that when the Most High created the world and everything in it, he told the man that it was not good for him to be alone. So he created him and helper, correct? See, that's why I'm so grateful and I got to praise him because his ways are not like our ways, which are a lot of time like the ways of the world. And his thoughts are not like our thoughts because I am positive that the thoughts of the Most High are beyond human comprehension. Now I'm positive when he created the woman, he had marriage in mind because he knew the majority of women were going to have a desire to be married. So I'm positive he didn't only create the women who desire to be married to be a helper. He also created them to be peaceful and understanding. Not only that, he can create her to be your equal. She just understands that she's up under you, not beneath you. Like the Proverbs 31 woman. 
Let's go to the Bible. Who can find a virtuous wife? Her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. Then let me know that you came from a worldly perspective. You got a carnal mindset. Because that scripture alone shows that the most high created women to understand that her man needs to be productive. Verse 12 says she does him good and no evil all the days of his life. See, men like you are only speaking for men who lack self-control, got commitment issues, and you're controlling. You're speaking from a hurt place, my guy. And hurt people hurt people. The only reason you have a platform is because they know you're controversial. You want us to believe that all women are the same. Listen to the scripture. Verse 13, she seeks wool and flax, and she willingly works with her own hands. Let's not get this twisted and act like it ain't women out here who are being just as productive as men. And they get with men who are insecure. They get envious of their partner. And they stop women from being productive. See, spirits like that, you got to rebuke them immediately. Get deep behind me because what you ain't going to do is speak that down into my spirit. Because when I do find them, everything that I have belongs to her. And everything that she has belongs to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, that's, so the first guy was Corey Holcomb and he, I don't know what idiot gave him a platform because he says some of the most stupidest stuff and a lot of people with these podcasts and you can include me if you want, but they say the most idiotic, stupid stuff and it's just so ridiculous. And I'm glad only reason I picked that is to have another man refute what he said because that was stupid. All right. So Charles and I have a disagreement based off of consultation we just had where a parent is responsible for her 15-year-old son's child support for his baby. And I feel that the disagreement starts that parents shouldn't be responsible, that son should be responsible. He made that decision. And if he was to commit a crime, he would be responsible, not the parents. So that's what I'm basing that on. And you laid down and did that. And I mean... But the child, because he's 15 years old, is not old enough to be obligated legally into contracts. He's not old enough to be responsible for himself. Therefore, the parent is responsible for the 15-year-old and therefore responsible for his obligations. Just like they have juvenile courts. And again, I fall back on if he commits a crime, that child is responsible, whether it's juvenile or if it's that egregious that it now becomes a felony because of his age. The son will be the one paying that child support. The parents can be responsible for that, too. So, I'm going to agree with my brother on this one. Uh, Just like they're going to be charged as an adult for every crime they commit. The crime was in that bedroom. I wasn't in there making that baby. So, yes. You will be paying for your baby. Absolutely not. Will I be paying my kids child support? Mm Mm-mm. Them parents better, her parents better kick in. No, sir. All right, so after being molested my entire childhood, after being molested by three individuals by the ages, between the ages of five to nine, after losing my dad at age 15, after going to prison at age 17 to 22, after losing my grandpa at 22 as soon as I got out of prison, after getting kidnapped, Maybe I was 23 or 24 and had to jump out of a moving car because drug addicts were about to kill me. And after seeing my friend drown in front of me while I was swimming to save him. These are three tips on how I deal with depression. So for me, I need a routine. 
I have to have a routine. I have to have stability or I will quickly, quickly become unbalanced and fall into that depression cycle of not wanting to get out of bed, not wanting to go to work. But part of my routine, there is so much in there that it's going to require a different video. It's self-care, skin care, cleaning, decluttering, health care, eating right. Like, it's just so much. So I'm going to try to pick some things out of that routine to help you. So the first thing is, the, is, is a routine. Something that you do daily and consistently to get you moving and to get you going on those rough days. If you have depression, you know what I mean. The second thing that helps me out is exercise. Exercise changed the game for me. I started working out consistently when I was in prison. And and that in prison, I really didn't even experience depression because I was working out so much. It kept me motivated. It, it kept those good hormones in your brain releasing. It was helping me burn off stress. It was helping me channel anger. It was just, it was helping me have uh, accomplishments for the day to feel good about myself. Exercise is highly recommended. And before I started working out consistently, I learned about walking. When you start to feel yourself getting into that, those negative thoughts and negative feelings, get up and walk. And it channels your energy and it unlocks your mind because as you're processing all these different stimuli, you are not, you're processing those negative feelings differently. But walking helps you from getting stuck in your emotions. And the third thing I would say, the third thing for me, I would say is cleaning and decluttering. When I start to feel overwhelmed, that's one of my triggers. So I will clean like OCD and declutter to the point that I'm a minimalist. I'll throw things away and I'll have my home, my environment, my car spotless to help me not become overwhelmed. Mm, I ran out of time. So, yeah, his story was a sad one, but I do love the fact that he has tips on how he's coping with it. And, yeah, if you're dealing with anything, there's a few, those are a few good tips. I actually practiced probably all of those myself, so awesome. Do y'all see this? I saw this little picture on Facebook or whatever. These are the two devil worshipers. I've heard at the guy at the top, but not the guy at the bottom. But these are two devil worshipers who had supernatural experiences at their in their death uh, uh, uh their deathbed, and these were their last words when they crossed over. Imagine serving the devil your whole life and then going to hell, realizing that that man don't like you. Like, seriously, we use hell way too loosely. Oh, I'm going to go to hell and chill with the devil. Or oh, I'm going chill. to chill in hell. Da, 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 da. Listen, hell is not a beach. It's not paradise. It's not Disneyland. Y'all serving the devil, doing whatever he tell y'all to do, and that man don't even like you. I'm going to tell you why the devil don't like you. It is not because you're so anointed. He was actually anointed. It is not because you're so gifted. He is actually gifted. It is not because you look so good. The devil was the most beautiful angel in heaven. He still is beautiful. I think he still is beautiful today. The reason why the devil don't like you is because you you received forgiveness from God and he didn't. He hates you for the fact that you can wake up and sin and ask for forgiveness that same minute and God will forgive you. Think about how much God loves you. 
So this is why the enemy is coming to assassinate and take lives because y'all, we all received forgiveness and he didn't. God didn't pay a price for him. He paid a price for us. So y'all that's going on around here, uh, 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 staying in sin and worshiping the devil or all this type of stuff. Y'all ain't paying God no mind. Y'all better make sure y'all pay him some mind before y'all be like these two on their deathbed, realizing that God was real and realizing that you could have lived the life that added up to the will of God. Seriously, life is too short to be playing with God. Like he, he loves you. He died for you. He paid a price for you. He loves you. And people that are literally living in sin right now and don't pay it no mind. Life is too short. You don't know when you're going to die. You don't know when it's your last day, but when is you, when is your last day, you better make sure that your heart and your mind is right with God and his spirit is within you because the same God that raised Jesus from the dead is also the same God that's going to quicken your more, your mortal bodies. Do you understand? He's coming back. Please, I beg of y'all, think about giving your life to Christ. Y'all heard her. Y'all heard what she said. Jack Hammer's old smile in the car. But on these tapes, he reveals that the material girl's salty ways felt more than a little dangerous. so the sound is way too long this and i'm not even gonna hold y'all but michael jackson was just saying that this is like michael jackson on madonna and how he wasn't really feeling her lifestyle she was into spanky books and all the kind of weird stuff that everybody accused Michael of being into and look at Madonna years later. But yeah, that sound was too low. Men are dealing with mental battles that have nothing to do with you. And those battles are homosexuality. And that is why they cannot love a woman properly. 118,000 likes on that video is crazy. 10% of a million is a lot. At this point, I'm convinced that people can't possibly believe the things that they say online anymore. I think people are just really out here just saying whatever can go viral. Like, how do you get to a point to where you're making obscenely wild accusations like this? Gross generalizations just flying left and right. And this mess is just, it's annoying. And the crazy thing is, a lot of these people have kids. A lot of the women that think like this actually have sons. A lot of the men on the other end that think that women are trash have daughters. At what point do you realize that what you have in your mind, you probably are rubbing that off on your kid in some way, shape, or form? Think about it. You've only been with or dealt with less than a half of a half of a percent of that particular gender. Yet, you are spewing this type of stuff about the other side as if you've been with and been around the majority of them. A lot of y'all are really invested in keeping this whole divide going. And it's crazy because it really could stop at any point. So whenever y'all ready to stop, it's a whole host of people out here waiting. I agree with him, but sir, a lot of y'all, some of y'all are on the down low. I'm just saying. I'm not saying all of y'all, but maybe a fifth of a fifth. What do you say? A fifth of a fifth? But the fifth of the fifth, yeah, y'all get it. 
Hey, I'm Dr. Dooley. I'm a board-certified psychiatrist practicing in Georgia, and I've made my way to um, adult children no contact with parents TikTok, even though um, I'm in contact with my living parent, my mother. Um, we're in contact, but I did want to add some comments or just a perspective from the clinician point of view. Um, in the system where I work, I have patients who, you know, are often as young as their 20s, as old as their 80s, so I see all parts of the spectrum, and my comments are really for the parents. The parents um, for whom their adult children have decided to have no contact with them. And one thing that I do find in those circumstances, like when I'm seeing the parents in this situation, um, is that the parents often come to their work, you know, um, with a really strong hope that they can mend the relationship with their adult children, which is understandable. But one thing I want to let you know is that sometimes your adult children are maintaining physical and emotional distance from you, not because they're actively harboring ill will, you know, or negative thoughts towards you actively anymore. They may have done their own work in therapy. Again, that's probably what led to them having the no contact that they've been doing their own work is that they have come to a point where they have peace. Okay, and they want to maintain that peace. And sometimes just being back in the presence of you, their parent, you know, their caregiver who raised them, it sets back up a dynamic that feels unsafe, that feels potentially confrontational, um, negative. It just disrupts the energy and the vibe. So even if they're not actively harboring negative feeling towards you, they just may not want to be back into community, into space with you because it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel comfortable. So I say that to say that when you come to do the work, um, your therapy, your spiritual work, whatever you're doing to work on yourself, you know, yes, it's great to have the hope that you can reconnect with your adult children. But even if you don't, the work is still helpful to you because oftentimes, those uh, interpersonal um, relational issues that led to the conflict with your children or the problems with your children, they show up in your other relationships. So doing the work to figure out those issues out, it can still be helpful to you and you can use it and apply it to your other relationships. So even if you do not regain contact with your adult children, um, it doesn't mean that the work was not helpful. And, you know, trying to continue to press to be in relationship with your adult children when they said that they do not want that is also, um, it can really just be a violation. So I guess just respect their boundary. If they don't want to maintain contact, they may not feel safe with you. Pretty good, good advice. These motherfuckers telling me I'm good in my own goddamn pigs. I'm stealing my own goddamn goats. Well, where, where am I keeping them? What it do, family? In case you guys were unaware of the Black Colorado Ranchers, uh, Courtney and Nicole Mallory, who is facing domestic terrorism by their white neighbors in Colorado Springs, uh, let me make you aware. A black couple rebuilt their lives after losing everything in the hurricane. They never thought that they'd be thrown into a fight for their ranch and possibly their lives in a predominantly white and hostile Colorado County. Every night on Freedom Acres Ranch is a gamble of life and death for black cattleman Courtney Mallory and his wife Nicole. As of late, 
Monkeys most likely will find tools destroyed, a prize calf stolen, or one of his hogs with their entrails spewing from slit bellies. Beheaded and butchered goat carcasses are a common sight. Recently, his newly born calf vanished. Not long ago, the mother of his Pyrenees puppies was poisoned along with several pigs. Often, he picks up animal remains on the farm and has had to put out fires like when the chicken coop was set ablaze. To make the situation more tenuous, the Mallory's fence has been damaged over 10 times. Frequently, they must replace surveillance equipment after seeing strangers pointing a device towards their cameras, which ends up jamming them and taking them out of the signal. Plus, their electricity lines have been cut and neighbors have stolen well water by running illegal lines from their source. One day, Courtney was chased by a white man when repairing a portion of his fence. The aggressor, who was in a car, gunned for Courtney, who made it to his vehicle in just enough time to dash away in a hellish pursuit. Once he made it to the end of his property, the man steered the other way. One evening, Nicole was followed by a white woman who almost ran her car off through the road, then put on her high beams and pulled out what looked like a gun. The confrontation was exceptionally unnerving because Nicole was returning from a church function with her visiting niece and nephew. Even the post office worker asks us why we are here, says Courtney. A regular phrase told to Courtney is that he has a lot of balls to purchase land in the mostly white community. What puts me on edge is that everyone knows us and how we look. But we don't know them, Courtney tells Ark Republic. This is just some of the reports of the terrorism the Houston transplant says his family has experienced since the purchase of the 1,000-acre ranch in El Paso County, Colorado, in August of 2020. Courtney Mallory alleges he and his wife have been the target of local whites who wants them off of their land. When asked why he thinks he's being targeted, Courtney claims the rural community wants to quote-unquote steal his land, especially after he turned down numerous requests to lease his acreage to local whites. To worsen his predicaments, he alleges the El Paso County Sheriff Sergeant Imori Ray Gearhart has been complicit in the concerted effort to move his family off of their land and even participates in the ongoing racialized actions. On multiple occasions, the county sheriff is captured on Freedom Acres Ranch footage and his patrol car driving around the perimeter of the Mallory's property. Ironically, he has yet to take a police report from the Mallory's for their numerous complaints of trespassing strangers, animal death, death on their property, and a list of other offenses. Courtney told Ark Republic that Sheriff Gearhart has even forbidden them from using a portion of their land for their ranching enterprise. For two years, the Mallory's have lived in fear and rage. Courtney even went to the state commissioner's meeting to complain when his numerous calls to local law enforcement went unheard. Nothing happened. He believes it's because they're all related through marriage, blood, or multi-generational kinship. However, the louder Courtney and Nicole got, the more aggressive the hostility became. 
Earhart told me that if I keep calling the police, he's going to arrest me. Courtney recounts, just days before he discovered an arrest warrant had been issued to him and Nicole by Sheriff Gearhart. We are upset. We are here to fight. But they are trying to silence us and make us look like we're crazy. An exasperated Courtney told Art Republic. They are trying to steal my land and lock us up to cover this up. On Thursday, January 12th, 2023, the Mallory's received a warrant filed on December 14th, 2022 in the mail. Charges are stalking, tampering with utility meter, and petty theft. The letter states that they must turn themselves in to be prepared to pay a $2,000 bond. The charges are felonies and can lead to jail time. This gives local authorities probable cause, Dr. Rolanda Spencer told the Ark Republic. Dr. Spencer is a social justice professor at Xavier University who has worked in criminal justice and reentry for almost 20 years. So this that was a really crazy story. Um, that... I just don't even know. I'm just reading about it to see like what is going on here. As far as where they are with that. I'll definitely be following up on that because that story is wild. Frequently videos similar to this come across my FYP. I watch them. I try to take notes. I try to pay attention. But I'll be honest, a lot of times, you know, I'm lacking in being vigilant when I'm supposed to be, especially in broad daylight, um, which I do know things happen in daylight. <clears throat> but again, I'm just a little bit more relaxed. Um, whereas at night, I'm a little bit more vigilant. But after today, you don't have to worry about me. So... I was in HEB, um, and if anybody know anything about anything about Houston, Katy area, is the big HEB on Fry Road, and I was in there shopping. Um, while I was in there, like I had encountered this man in a brown shirt a few times, but I didn't really think anything of it because I mean it's a store. The store is only so big. You're probably going to see the same person kind of over and over as you shopping. But what kind of like raised my attention to him was when I turned on aisle 15. He came on aisle 15 behind me, but I was looking for an air filter, and I didn't really know I had never bought one from H E B before, so I didn't know what aisle it was on. So I moved my basket kind of to the side so he can get by while I pull up my H E B out to try to type it in and see um what I list on because I had forgot you could even do that. So instead of him passing by me, he ended up bending down kind of like right by me as if he were looking for something. But I kind of looked at him and could tell that he wasn't really looking for anything. So once I put it in my app and saw I was on the wrong eye, I proceeded to go to the right eye with the air filters and I turned around. Like I just kind of turned my head like that and out of my peripheral, I could see him coming on the aisle. So instead, I like went off the aisle and he hurry up and went off the aisle i came back on the aisle and he didn't follow me like he didn't come back so i'm like oh, okay cool um i get the rest of my belongings but because of that it did kind of make me a little more aware of my surroundings so i go to check out and as i'm going to check out like i pull my basket into the lane and before i can start unloading a guy passed by he had on a dark gray hoodie and a baseball cap of course he didn't have the hoodie on in the store but we kind of like made eye contact and it was like a slow motion type moment. And I kind of like made a face like, what are you looking at? And he proceeded to walk off. He didn't have any items in his hand or anything. The guy in a brown shirt, I think maybe had one item in his hand when I had saw him on the aisle. So 
I proceeded to check out. I had about 25 to 30 items, some of them including 24-ounce bottles of water. It was like 10 of them, and I requested that everything be double-bagged. So I was at the register for a little minute. Um, when I went, when As I was walking out of the store, something told me to turn my camera on. I didn't record, but I turned it on so I could see what was behind me. And sure enough, homeboy in a gray hoodie was following me out of the store as I was walking to my car. Um, so I hurry up and like turn my basket around, went back in the store. Well, no, I stood to the side and I FaceTimed my best friend first. And I zoomed out so she could see he was just mangling around the parking lot. I must assume waiting for me to take back off to my car, but I never did. I ended up going get an escort what is the worst and longest lie you've ever kept up with okay boom me and my boyfriend at the time is breaking up we live together um i was moving out um i go to the house to get the rest of my things at like two o'clock in the morning when i get off of work he's on the phone with a girl uh in my mind we weren't broken up to him we were broken up so make a long story short i put my hands on him um he then restrained me by the neck and um we got the tussling i fell we both fell together but he fell on top of me and he stayed in the project so my head hit that hard ass towel um i passed out and when i woke up i pretended like i lost my memory he didn't show no emotion the whole time until i blacked his eye and then when i woke up from passing out he was crying and kissing all over me and i'm like all i wanted was a little reaction and now you're giving me a reaction so i'm gonna drag this my actions are not justifiable but they funny as hell today so dude's waking me up and all this other stuff and i'm just like who are you i don't know who you are mind you my cousin is outside in my car waiting for me to come outside but she doesn't know what's going on and there's no way that i could tell her he brings his little brother in the room asks me if i know who he is i pretended like i did not know who the brother was i told them that they were keeping me hostage in the house and they wouldn't let me go outside so they eventually let me go outside and i started running in the middle of the road this is crazy so now my cousin's freaking out like what the hell is going on like she went in there okay now she come out here she's running in the street talking about this is not her car yeah i told her i didn't remember having a car i was supposed to be with my dad and my brother whole time grown haven't seen my dad and my brother in about two three years my cousin starts boohoo crying freaking out so she calls my dad my dad starts cursing her out and saying take her to the hospital so we go to the hospital <laughs> we go to the hospital they put a neck brace on me and they say you know they had to put a neck brace on because a nerve in my neck could be pinched and if it was then i could possibly be paralyzed they should have shut up <laughs> so they run a cat scan on me everything checks out they about to let me out the hospital or whatever but they never take this neck brace off of me i goes home with the neck brace on i still ain't tell my cousin that i faked all of it still ain't call my dad tell him i faked all of it Just, of course ain't tell my ex that i faked all of it my ex reached out to me the next day and say, I don't care what my mom said. So I'm like, hold on, what should he say? He gonna tell me his mom said, won't nothing wrong with me. And I was just crazy. I really didn't lose my memory. I was crazy. So she's actually diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So I'm like, how's she gonna call me crazy and you actually diagnosed with crazy? So now I'm gonna show you what crazy is. I go to Shorty House the next day with the neck brace on, go in her room, make her cry, tell her, you know, your son put his hands on me and I had the hospital and they, they told me that I could be paralyzed, yada, yada, yada. So now I gotta wear a neck brace, drug it. So now the, the story must go on. So now I go back to work. I wear the neck brace. One of the little white shorties start laughing at me because I got a neck brace on. So I threatened to beat her up. I did not tell my ex any of this until a year ago. This happened, I want to say 2017. I really was insane. I don't, I don't know. Ma'am, you're still insane. Because the fact that you got on the internet and told that story, like that's a story that you just take to your grave. The fact that she think it's like, 
Oh my god. I can't. So y'all should know by now, I'm against any kind of billionaire. Um, because obviously you stepped on somebody to be at the top. And I don't care what you do. I don't care how well you sing. I don't care how well you dance. When you fuck with people and you tell them that they deserve less so you can deserve more, I'm not a fan of you. And honestly, these billionaires are not doing enough. They're not doing enough. Like, people are saying that's not the responsibility. So whose responsibility is it when you take everybody's fucking money, especially from your company? Whose responsibility is it? Y'all be cracking me up. And I feel this way about everybody, from Jay-Z to Bill Gates. All the motherfuckers, because they had to exploit people in their businesses. For the past two days, Beyonce has been up and down my timeline. And the only thing that I see is y'all talking about how much money she spent in the hotel, how much money her outfit was, how much money is this, how much money is that. I think it's fucking weird. We can't even enjoy the performance anymore because capitalism is coming up somewhere in the conversation this is not a video to necessarily bash beyonce but it is a video to talk about like what are we doing as people like we get distracted too easily in dubai they put on this big ass performance and all y'all do is talk about her for the past two days i don't know I, I feel some kind of way about that like it's so easy to follow a celebrity make it mainstream news instead of talking about what's really going on for example what's going on in france i have yet to see any news outlets covering what the fuck is going on in france and the revolution that's going on in france y'all are talking about beyonce i want to talk about what the fuck is going on in france and the fact that they raised their retirement age by two years this is the reason why I feel like Beyonce was performing, was to distract a lot of people for what's really fucking going on around the world. People are tired of their governments, okay? Everybody. Everybody. I don't care what country you're in. Everybody's tired because everyone cannot afford to live. I feel like people care about Beyonce more than how we feel about what's going on within our own countries. I really do. And I feel like that performance was nothing but a distraction for what the fuck is really going on. Because it makes no sense. Almost every fucking video I'm skipping has to do with Beyonce. And nothing about the French Revolution. Nothing. I've seen maybe three videos in one week about what's going on in France. And I find that to be embarrassing. Anytime the media shows you a particular event, and they keep showing you, and they keep showing you all through your feed, there's something going on that they don't want you to know. Beyonce is good. She has the money. She's fine. Us, on the other hand, we are not fine. We are not being paid fairly to combat inflation. We should be upset. So, although I agree with her, the French Revolution was 1787 to 1799. Now, in France, yes, they are, um, they are, like, protesting over there right now due to inflation and all the high prices. And I definitely agree with, like... There should be some action taken, but we do live in a capitalist capitalist society, so not you can't really put that on Beyonce. I mean, what do you want from the woman? She's not the richest billionaire. This needs to be highlighted a lot more. Murders of black women rose during the pandemic, and so did their unsolved cases. For example, 2,077 black women and girls were killed in 2021, a 51% increase over 2019, and the largest jump of any racial or gender group during that period. 
And during that same time frame, the number of killings nationwide increased by 34%. Meanwhile, the number of unsolved homicides of black women and girls rose by 89% in 2020 and 2021, compared with 2018 and 2019. For instance, there's the unsolved murder of Brittany Hardwick, a 22-year-old nail stylist and mother of a 3-year-old girl named Justice. She was found in the early morning of December 12, 2020, fatally shot in the neck in her black Ford Focus. And this car was parked in the driveway of her boyfriend's parents. And then there's Latanya Williams. She was 50 years old, ran a child care center out of her home, and was shot multiple times while sitting in her car in Chicago on the afternoon in February of 2020. And there are so many other cases I've come across recently that fit this same profile. So like when I say protect black women, like I really mean it. Black women deserve to feel safe in their own communities. I agree. I agree. And, you know, I'll say it a thousand times. We have to cover ourselves because I don't. The world we live in is becoming more and more of a circus. And I don't see normalcy coming anytime soon. Um, I got my gas bill today and I was like, what the heck? Like, everything is like on the rise. Like, it's poverty. It's, it's real out here right now. So I, I am, I'm really sending positive vibes and prayers to you guys because I know that it's rough out here right now. And I, you know, God willing that we'll, we'll all either make more money to put up with all this inflation and recession crap and somehow Thanos will snap his fingers and get rid of all the psychopaths in this world. I don't know, but cover yourselves and just keep pushing guys i know it's rough out here i try to send you guys some kind of entertainment and positive vibes but we're in this together yes we are um episode family is signing off i will be back tomorrow tomorrow's friday this week is just drug by i'll be back tomorrow guys and hopefully we'll have We'll have some crazy stories. I'll try to find more upbeat ones. Like, I try not to find so much crime, but look at this crazy world we live in. It's kind of impossible. But efforts for failing is signing off. You guys have an amazing, awesome, wonderful night.